welcome to the Initiator Podcast, the podcast based on excellence, perseverance, and the ups and downs of the entrepreneur journey and life. In this podcast, we initiate a conversation, a movement, a state of mind, and motivation as a collective. So without further ado, let's initiate your day with today's episode. Welcome to episode three of the Initiator Podcast. I am your host, Claudia, and I am so glad you're back with us for another show. So today I have a special guest and his name is Stefano Di Lolo. He is what we call a creative genius. Okay, let me explain to you. So Stefano has his own entrepreneurial ventures, but he also is called to go into businesses and help them find creative solutions to their challenges. So this is really an up-to-date work and profession, and it's totally, totally creative. In this episode, it works in two parts. So the first part of this episode is really you'll get to get you'll get to know uh, Stefano, his parkour, how he got into his entrepreneurial journey, the hurdles he's faced, how he overcame them. And then in the second part, we actually have a really beautiful surprise and it's really fun. We're mapping a whole month of content with you so stefano is using his creative abilities and he's helping us map out a full month of content okay i know this is crazy so it's just in time for the holidays and everything coming up because lord knows we need a beautiful beautiful subjects and we need um ideas to map out our plan so we took for example the month of october which is already passed um this was filmed a little bit earlier but you will get to see how he does the process and you'll be able to apply it for your own business um yeah so i'm really eager to show you this this episode i do want to tell you Um, This episode was filmed at the end of summer. I think it was around the end of September. So there was still some AC on. (laughs) You will hear a really annoying little buzzing sound. But if you can make it through that sound, you will be able to take advantage of the beautiful, beautiful teachings that Stefano brings us. And you'll be able to map out your plan of content. So this is just a little warning to let you know. But thank you so much for being patient and being, you know, you're in there with us. You're sticking with us. I love it. Um, So we're eager to see this podcast grow. And without further ado, let's get in today's episode. Hey, guys. Welcome to the Initiator Podcast, episode two. Today, I am with the creative catalyst himself, Stefano Di Loro. Hi, everybody. (laughs) We're so excited, guys. We changed the setup a little bit. But this is going to be an awesome freaking episode. If you don't follow Stefano, what are you doing with your life right now? <laughs> like, seriously, this guy is um, the, the inspiration be to, be behind everybody who's um, looking for ideas in their businesses or in their life and want to spice up their life with creativity. So I want to start off with kind of um a little bit of a journey like your journey where you've been where 
um, this whole business started, you know? So if you guys don't know, Stefano has two businesses. He has like Creative You, which is he's giving public speaking, he's doing classes, he's doing live videos on how to develop your creativity. And he's also uh, the founder behind Jungle Ties, which he's doing these illustrations that were uh, based on his perception of um, the, the, the workplace and everybody in their career. So it's so exciting. And I want to kind of like bring you back to your first days in business and understand yeah. like how this whole business started. Like what triggered you? How did you get started? Well, you know what? I mean, my passion is creativity. It always has been. And um, I mean, when you contacted me and said, hey, I would love to talk about creativity, I, you know that I will do anything and be anywhere to talk about this topic because I care about it so much. It really is, uh, it's just deep. It runs within my DNA. And the reason I love creativity is because it's always been there for me. I've seen what it can do for me. I've seen what it can do for people. And so I want to help people take advantage of this. Wow. And so really, I mean, I've always had this, uh, I had a simple relationship with creativity when I was a child, as most of us do. We're just creative because we are. And then of course you go through life and for some reasons, uh, some people blame the education system, some people blame a whole bunch of different things. We tend to kind of almost push it a little bit away or we try to repress it. And uh, at some point, I knew that my career would have to be linked to creativity and I actually got into product design. And so what I loved about product design is that it was a little step away from the artistic side of creativity and it actually was a way to help solve problems. And by the end of, you know, when you take on a product design challenge, um, you're actually, at the end of that, you're going to have a tangible outcome and a solution that you can actually touch and feel and I love that part of it, and that's when I started to realize that creativity went way beyond artistic ability. Yes. And for almost 20 years, I had a great time being creative, whether it was actually designing products or illustrating, and I got my fix. My, my, my creative urges were satisfied when I created something and then you know got feedback from it or, or had something that I could touch and feel and hold and say, this is what I created. Yes. And then one day, it stopped. And oh my God. Yeah, you know, uh, I went from being creative and always kind of getting the, 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 the fulfillment from creating to now feeling that there was something very wrong with me because I was no longer getting the satisfaction that I was getting from, you know, creating something. And I knew something was wrong, so I investigated and I started to try to figure out what was happening within me that wasn't allowing me to enjoy creativity the same way I had before. And I realized that part of the problem was that I think I was just way too focused on being the magician. Okay. Too focused on, uh, too focused on um, getting satisfaction from being the guy who was creating magic with my own creative ability. Okay. Rather than being the magician that was showing people their creative tricks. So I kind of flipped things. I basically realized that I could get more satisfaction out of helping people be creative oh, wow. the way I had learned to be creative rather than just continuing on creating for myself. So what were you creating before that kind of got you to think about I'm not fulfilled anymore? 
Well, I mean, I was creating all kinds of things. Quite honestly, I'm, I'm very fortunate. I've had a very multifaceted creative career. I've done crazy things with my creative career. I've, I mean, I've designed hundreds of products, and that's clearly where my training came from. That's why my focus was on product design. But I've been able to, you know, uh, paint uh, giant monkeys on private jets for like what? clients from Russia and I've been able to you know uh, design characters that kind of analyze uh, corporate behavior in people and you know that led to me becoming the uh, associate creative director of a leadership and executive coaching company which is kind of like I mean I've just taken these crazy turns I mean I also teach and uh, so I teach uh, at, at the CJEP level here in Montreal at Dawson. Dawson and right. I love teaching people how to be creative. And you can see how my, my career has allowed me to do all these wonderful things. And then I realized that perhaps I could maybe turn that into a business for myself. Yes. And, and try to tie all these threads together, all these strings and bring them together and say, okay, now how can I use everything that I've been able to do in order to help people? Uh, whether it's to help people on, uh, you know, in their personal life, mm -hmm. so they're looking to be more creative. Whether it's to help them in their business, and more recently, I've developed the Creative View, which is basically a program mm -hmm. that actually helps business leaders transform their teams into happy, motivated, idea-making machines. Whoa, that, that guys, this is mind blowing. Like, I don't know if you understand the depth of this, but. Creativity is something that blocks businesses from attaining the next level. So to have someone like you come in and what do you do? Do you train their teams? Do you do like workshops? Right. So it's actually, you know, it, it, it's divided in different stages. Mainly, I basically am uh, doing a little bit of a one-on-one -on -one with, let's say, a creative director or someone who's managing a team. Okay. Now, this is where mainly the training is going to take place. But of course, there are activities that I can plan with the team so that we can get them excited and motivated. Yes. And the goal is not so much to, and this is, I think, a big misconception. People are, uh, often assume that I'm going to make them creative. Well, here's actually the newsflash. Everybody is already creative. The teams are actually yes. already creative. And all they sometimes need is a bit of a spark plug. And this is the way I see my role as a spark plug and the creative director or the manager is this other spark plug and of course together we ignite the team again so that it becomes a well-oiled machine of you know really happy vibrant people who come into work really excited that is like incredible and do you have like an idea of one of these projects you've worked with like one of these companies you could maybe yeah. share what you did with the team and what happened there? Well, you know, the first step is always to analyze what the team is struggling with. Okay. And of course, we have to realize that creativity itself is a struggle. It's supposed mm. to be. And this is the part that people think. People think that uh, when I'm going to help them, I'm going to make the process, uh, you know, very streamlined and very, very easy. And okay. the idea is that you're supposed to actually have struggle in that creative oh, process. Wow. If you're not struggling, your team's probably not being as creative as they could be. And what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to basically make it so that we just 
fine-tune the elements that need fixing so that things run smoother. Why? Okay. Well, I want people to hit their, uh, their deadlines on time. I want mm -hmm. people to, you know, not uh, have so much tension in an office. I want them to basically get yes. better projects. I want them to get recognition for what they're working on. Oh, and wow. ultimately, <laughs> ultimately, I really want teams to really innovate and do things the way they were meant to do, which is generally unique yes. and exciting to talk about. Yes. This is what we're kind of doing. Wow, I love this. And this, I mean, this just sums up your whole title, the creative catalyst. I mean, this is what you're doing. You're going in there and putting something in place and people just boom from it. Right, and it's not just um, a talk because, you know, people, can get inspired by hearing about something or someone says something really thought-provoking or insightful mm -hmm. and they get very excited in the moment and then yes. of course what happens is that the following week uh, the same <laughs> elements and problems uh, they're still present yes. and that doesn't mean that they've been taken care of just because you heard something really interesting from someone so true I think that that's why we need to basically work together primarily with leaders leaders mm -hmm. who are basically trying to manage your teams in a way that you know motivates them, inspires them on a daily basis, but is also delivering the kind of productivity and, and, and exciting fun that you're supposed to be getting out of the creative process. And wow. it's a hard thing for people to admit that things aren't always running smoothly, but I've been there. And really, you asked me this before, but I think one of the reasons why I, 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 I really have uh, like taken this as a personal mission is because I've led teams before, and I've led creative teams, and you know the truth is, I was actually not a very good leader. Wow. I was actually not a horrible leader, but I was definitely one of those people that was a little still confused about how to lead my team. And so I realized that I could have been a great leader and I was probably just an okay leader. And uh, so I've done a whole lot of research on why is it that you know some people just kind of struggle with the day-to-day -day when it comes to the creative process. Well, I'm, guys, I'm, get, I'm getting chills right now because <laughs> it's, it's such, I, I really applaud you for sharing this because so many people put this facade and instead of looking back in and seeing how they can improve themselves, they just keep on going. And we've all experienced bad bosses or yeah. people that have like, <laughs> I don't know, empowerment uh, trips. Sure, absolutely, whatever. absolutely. So for you to take that time and to tell us, hey, I was not the best leader, but no. I looked at what I was doing, and now, with that introspective, you can now teach people to be better leaders and better have run better teams, you know? Absolutely. I love this, and oh my God, guys, this is why I told you that Stefano is like, oh, well, it's incredible, you need to follow him. So, I wanna know, what's next for you? You know what, the beauty of you know, taking on any creative challenge. I've, I've been developing this Creative You program for quite some time, but it keeps evolving. And I don't like to see things as kind of like, I started something and now here is the end. I actually want to grow this Creative You so that not only does it become a better program and help more people, but I actually want to expand the creative network of people that it's touching, and I want to bring these people together so that they can also help each other out. So I actually just, I'm not seeing something completely new and different, I'm just seeing an evolution of the program okay. that I'm developing okay. now, growing, and you know, having a whole lot of impact in the lives of both business leaders, but even people at an individual level. So reaching more people, expanding. Absolutely. I love it. Absolutely. That's amazing. So guys, we have another surprise for you. 
we're actually going to create some content. So Stefano and I were talking this week and we were talking about the blank canvas or blank page syndrome that happens to entrepreneurs or even people in school or people in any type of field really. And we're gonna do a little exercise right now and help you create about a month's worth of content in a couple minutes. So I hope you guys are ready and I highly invite you to share this with a business friend right now because yeah. This is gold. This is like something you would pay for in a training. And we're giving it for you for free today with Stefano. So sure. without further ado, we printed some calendars for October. So if you guys want to go on Google and try this at home, um, we printed calendars from October. And we're going to really go through how do we go about planning a month. I mean, we're September, what, 17, 18, something like that. And we or near October. So for me, I like to create my content a couple days before the end of the month. I don't know right. about you. Yeah, well, you know what? This is a strategy that I often uh, preach about. What I believe in doing is actually creating content even, uh, even a month in advance or two months in advance. Wow. I actually think that uh, one of the difficult uh, aspects of cr uh, creating content on the fly is that you need to dedicate a lot of your time and yes. if you're an entrepreneur you probably don't have a lot of that time and so I actually believe that you should actually start building that content and resist posting for a little bit Ooh. so that you almost kind of build a little bit of an archive or a pool of great content and then once you've kind of accumulated maybe a few weeks worth or even maybe a month or maybe you can even be two months in advance could you imagine how that kind of allows you to run your business to run the day-to-day -day so and to basically start to release that as a bit of more of a trickle effect. Yes. And uh, I think that you also need to schedule into your, this is, uh, we're thinking of creating content on here, but if this was your schedule, I think on a weekly basis, uh, and there's some people we both know, Marjorie, yes. you know, you schedule a day, that's my content day, or you yes. schedule an hour a day. And you know what, breaking things down that way makes it a whole lot easier to, for you to so think and be creative rather than saying, I now need to come up with a month of content. What a struggle when you just get in front of your computer and you're like, oh my God, I haven't posted anything today. Like, what am I gonna post? I need to go and take pictures. Like, it's such a struggle. Right. So I think this will be super valuable, guys. So grab your pens and calendars and let's get started. Yeah, absolutely. So I think that a lot of people also feel the need to post a lot of content okay. and um, and I think it's also important to be able to curate the content that you're going to put out there Ooh. and I, what I've noticed a lot of people do is they almost get into this habit of posting things that they don't necessarily realize becomes very repetitive mm -hmm. and I think really what's the most important thing that you need to be doing with your content is focusing on what message do you want to put out there and sometimes we put out messages that we don't realize, but it's more of a message for us than it is a message that'll connect with our audience. Okay. So for example, I love the sign you have back here, rise and grind, yes. which is a great message. And I believe in, in, in rising and grinding on a daily basis. But what we'll notice is that a lot of people will, will post things that say, you know, the hustle, the grind, the yes. this, the that. And at some point, I think people need to realize what message am I really, other than the fact that I'm trying to convey to people that mm -hmm. I believe in hard work and getting mm -hmm. up and getting your stuff done, uh, what's the real message and how are people gonna connect with this after the first time they've seen it? 
And sometimes that becomes a kind of a, it's like, well, I don't know, I'm just reminding them, right? I'm reminding them to grind and hustle. But at some point, that gets get a little bit old, you know? Someone's kind of like, okay, well, there we go again, the grind and hustle, right? <laughs> it's Monday, let's get back to work. Yeah, and, and people also see other people doing this, and then they also sometimes don't realize that they're mimicking what other people are doing. So suddenly your message isn't, isn't even your own anymore. So if I were to look at a That's month, so like October here, and let's say that there are about, let's say that there are about one, two, three, let's say there are four weeks. There's a little, probably a little over four weeks, but let's say there are just four or maybe even five weeks. Okay. What I would say is instead of saying, oh boy, I have 31 days to have to come up with all this mm -hmm. content and how do I really shift from topic to topic? I would actually say, uh, come up with five, or depending on how many weeks there are, let's say there are five, I'd say come up with five questions that you want to come up with as messages that you want to convey to your audience. Okay, five questions. Five questions. Now, by questions, I don't necessarily mean questions kind of like, uh, how is your day going, but maybe more questions that are a little bit more intentional. For example, you have some message you want to convey to your audience. How do you get your audience to ask you about that message? So let's say I am a business coach or I, I don't know, I sell a product. Right. Let's say I sell a product, it's a health shake. So a health what, shake. what kind of question could I ask myself? So now it's going to depend, of course, greatly on the specifics of what your company's mission is or what that product is. But you may have questions, for example, you may want to ask, um, let's say that this health, health shake is something that you take when your energy is low, mm -hmm. and you know this. Yeah. Of course, the most obvious approach is to say, hey, I've got a health shake, and it helps you with your energy when it's low. So true. Mm -hmm. What could be more interesting is, your first question could be uh, something along the lines of, hey everybody, at what point in the day do you feel that your energy is at its lowest? Woo, guys, better write this down if you have a health shake company. You know what's interesting? So good. You're not just telling people like, oh, guess what I've got for you. You're actually saying, first of all, it's going to get you information because yes. people are going to share and they're going to engage with you. And you may find out some things about your product that you didn't know. You assume that everybody gets a, an energy low at 3 p.m. Suddenly you're finding out people are saying 11, uh, 11 a.m. So true. And so you're asking them this, and then you can, with that question alone, for example, October, from Monday, October 1st, that week, you can have that question. You okay. can actually start to say, okay, now what content can I reveal the entire week that talks about maybe uh, the woes that I've experienced? If, let's oh, say you're, yes. you're, you're the, the face behind the brand, yes. and maybe you could say, there's going to be one post where I tell people about my personal low, because maybe they might be interested in knowing what, you know. Yeah, what, when it happens for yourself. Happens for yourself. You may have other people that you, ha you have, but you can basically give a little bit of, your post can give some information, some value about how are some ways that someone can deal with that low, even if it has, you know, not much to do with your drink. You can maybe lead up to your yes. drink, like, or why do you think that you have a low at that time? Yes. Uh, or, Are you eating enough? Like, how do you separate your meals during the day? Right. Or maybe rather than it being a question, one of your content posts could be a little quiz that asks them five questions. Do you exercise? Do you sleep right? Are you having issues with, you know, stress levels at work? Amazing. Right there that can be a post. And could you imagine that, let's say you said, I actually want to make those elements that I've just defined, or maybe that I've gotten from people, yes. as the, the, the post, so you can show someone who has who is stressed at work. Now, if mm -hmm. you want to resort to photography, I could imagine how easy it could be to 
show someone in their environment where they're very stressed and you can give some information. It might be a testimonial. Yes. Here is Jack and Jack suffers from stress because he realizes his deadlines, you know, really kind of get to him. Uh, let's say by Thursday, he is very stressed out and he usually experiences his energy low on, on a Thursday. So, you know, we could go to the next week and suddenly it could be a different aspect yes. of your shape. It could be a completely different question. Uh, it could be, um, I don't know, could you think of, let's say this, let's imagine here, if this was uh, a health shape, mm -hmm. what's one of the questions we could ask our audience other than obviously when their energy dips? Um, I mean, it could be, are you getting enough protein in your day or are you getting enough calories or, you know, absolutely. it could be or anything. It, you're right, it could be, it could be something about um, who feels that they, they're not getting enough greens Oh, true. It's a good question, yes. and it'd be interesting to see who who answers what. You know, mm -hmm. does the does the entrepreneur who's on the go and doesn't really have the time to maybe cook fresh meals for themselves are they so the true. ones that are? Or you might get completely different answers. Suddenly, that week could all be about you know nutrition and the mm -hmm. value of having protein or, or, or yes. greens in your diet. Um, so you you see, we can actually create every week. We can actually do that. And sure, maybe by the Friday, you can actually hint at your product. Well, actually, well, the reason why we've developed this is because, mm -hmm. you know, we believe in this. Um, what I've noticed is people often focus a lot on their what. So, for example, they, they let's say they develop a, uh, a health shake. Yes. They're really convinced that what people want to see is everything about their health shake. And um, I'm a little bit of an advocate and, and, and a real uh, strong uh, follower and fan of Simon Sinek, yes, who actually says, yes. people actually care about your why and not so much about your what. You need to really focus your content on, on how, are, how are you helping people? Mm -hmm. And what is your, your reason for basically even bringing this to, mm -hmm. to their attention? That is actually much more engaging content than just saying, here's a photo of our shape. It comes in these flavors. Here's another photo of our shake. Here's a photo of our shake in a beautiful environment. Here's a photo of me holding the shake. Yes. And when you just focus too much on what, people wonder why you're just showing them this over and over. And they may it gets tiring. They may dismiss you. So the question becomes, what's your real why? So I love this. There's so many nuggets in here, guys. Like I hope you're taking notes. And I think you also mentioned a couple different types of posts. You mentioned, hey, you could do a quiz, you could ask a question, it could be inspirational, it could be a testimonial, it could be, so these are different types of, of content. Right, so for example, if I were to say, let's go with that first question. The first question being, let's say, like our fictional question, when do you experience your, your, your energy low or your yes. energy dip in the day? You can clearly just create one piece of content for that. Or you could say, okay, how would I show this on Instagram, which is a platform that doesn't involve much reading. I'm gonna have to be very visual and yes. keep my caption very specific and concise. So I could kind of picture the, 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 the visuals already. It could be photography, it could be, I mean, you can, here's where you can get really resourceful and creative. Yes. Or you can also say, actually to accompany that visual, I'm going to write a little miniature blog or a miniature blog post. Love it. Uh, and I can put that on Facebook, I can put that on my website, I can use the same imagery that I used for Instagram, mm -hmm. for the blog post, for Instagram. I yes. can temporarily put the link to this blog post on Instagram so that they can read it if they want yes. to. I can you know, have it on Snapchat and have the swipe up if they actually want. You know, you have to really think of things strategically like, okay, 
how do I create really great value, but I don't have to create 10 pieces, but I can oh reuse. Oh my God, that is so gold right there. People think that they have to create one content from Instagram, for YouTube, for Facebook, whatever. And we were it's, talking about this like exactly. before. We were saying, hey, about this podcast, I mean, we're doing a video right now. It's going to be on Facebook Live. The audio is going to be on the podcast and the video is going to be on YouTube which it's the same content, you could do the same with your business, like uh, Stefano said, you could use the same freaking content and repurpose it everywhere. Right, exactly, and you can also use things to make things fun. For example, again, we'll use that same example because it's a simple one. When you hit your energy low, I love dreaming and thinking in metaphors and puns, and that can actually lead to a lot of creative outcomes. So yes. versus being very literal and you know, having someone that's in the office and like you can clearly see they're experiencing their low, you can think of, okay, what does a loss of energy look like? Ooh. And suddenly you can show a light bulb that's dimming. You can, you can really start to you know, dive into some, uh, some, some more abstract thinking, but mm -hmm. that kind of links up to whatever you put into the caption. Wow, that's really good. And there are some great websites that offer free uh, photography and, uh, and, and also some, in some cases, even some vectors and illustrations where you don't even, I mean, you should probably put some credits to be just, but some of them specify you don't even need to put the credit on this. And you can use that and jump onto that. I prefer creating my own imagery, personally. Yes, it's more personal. But I believe that you know you can be as resourceful as you want to be. And thinking outside the box sometimes is the best approach. And we, we overthink things. And would you have like a website you could recommend for the people that do that? I have one in mind right now, which is, I think, Unsplash. That's, Unsplash is probably one of the most uh, popular ones. And I love the quality of what they have on there. Mm -hmm. The only, my only concern with that is, I, what I've noticed is, is that sometimes it's very clear that people are grabbing their imagery oh, okay. uh, from, you know, these kinds of sites. I think it's always more interesting when you, you know, when your audience can recognize that this is something that's unique to you. So the other day, you were very vulnerable and you posted something about um, what it's like for an entrepreneur when they don't necessarily have the support yes, of their family. Exactly. And so surely you can go onto one of these sites and grab a picture of, you know, some, I guess, you know, sad image of, of a person who feels that they're isolated, that they yes. don't have the support. Or you could show a picture of you and maybe a family member. And you know, like it doesn't have to be this theatrical where like they're, you're upset and, and that they're not supporting you, but even maybe showing just a photo that kind of shows how maybe you and a family member have overcome uh, dealing with that. And suddenly people know that this is, this is you, this is Claudia, right? Mm -hmm. This is not just some kind of a stock imagery. Stock image, this yeah. is, and suddenly I think people will connect with that a little bit more. But I think again, you need to be a curator and decide when is the right time for a little bit of stock imagery because okay. you just want to get your blog out yes. and when do you want to make it a little bit more authentic to you wow i love it guys <laughs> can you believe the incredible freaking content we got today oh my god stefano like people if we have to recap i mean you mentioned people have to get their message straight what do you want to portray right and then you mentioned okay find out like one question a week and then curate your content around this question. And you have to kind of balance when you're going to use stock image and when you're going to use your own content. And you also mentioned you should plan your content a month or two in advance so that you don't feel rushed 
when you get at the next month and you're out of contact. Especially if you're a solopreneur. Yes. Where you don't necessarily have the budget right now to hire someone to do it for you. Mm -hmm. I would say that um, you maybe, for those of you who can, if you're on vacation, if it's summer, and you know what, rather than just relaxing, we all need some re relax, uh, relaxation and stuff, but you know, that's a great opportunity to say, I'm actually gonna focus on even just coming up with the ideas. Not necessarily executing, but mm -hmm. a big part is coming up with them. And then you know what, give it, give it a little bit of time, every week maybe, put some time into there, build something up, yes. resist posting, because we always that's wanna post instantly, part. and then strategically say, well, my October month is all about my health shake. And I want to convey the importance of having the right energy, having the right proteins and veggies. Yes. And you know, so you go through your theme and you're like, this is my strategy here, I'm, mm -hmm. you know? And that's why I'm going to wait. I know I want to post about this today, <laughs> but I'm going to wait till the month of October. That's where we talk about this. So true. I love it, love it. And we want to leave you guys with an extra little resource that you could use if you're really out of ideas you don't know where to start and you're like, you know what, I just need to post something. I mean, we printed this little booklet if you want. It's called the National Day Calendar, okay guys? So you go on this site, National Day Calendar, and there's, every day there's like a freaking holiday. So for example, October 1st is National Child Health Day, National Hair Day, I mean, you could get inspired from things like these, which are super easy to find online. And you know how people are like, hey, it's National Citizens yeah. Day. Hey, it's National Dog Day. And you're like, where is this coming from? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, but you know what? I'm actually going to play devil's advocate on this Ooh. and say, we need to be careful too, because yes. often when we get too excited about doing something like this, again, it's all about curating your work. Yes people sometimes start to lose the message of what they're after. Oh. And so, for example, I'm, I, I'll, I'll be very honest, I'm sure I could come up with a way, but to decide I'm going to link what I'm doing with National Hair Day, maybe a bit of a struggle, but it may also, more importantly, uh, you want to avoid confusing your audience, because yes. they might be like, so is this some form of a gag? On the other case, I, in the other case, I might say that, you know what, there's actually a big link into the kind of business that I lead Mm -hmm. and playing golf yes maybe there's some strategy and so you know what on national golf lovers day i may make a link to that and it gives it gives you some existing hashtags that you can yes. tag on and so sometimes i notice the people they'll do that but then they'll forget to actually find out well what's the trending hashtag for that Ooh, day you need tip. yeah you need to include that if you really want to maximize on how much you know uh exposure your post is going to get guys this is gold this is gold. So, Stefano, I mean, you spilled the beans. You shared your story. You freaking gave us content for more than a month. I mean, well, you know what? Yeah, and you know what? I'd love to challenge everybody and say, hey, you know what? I, I don't necessarily need to see all your content because I know everyone can come up with great stuff. But yes. you know what would be great? Come up with your five questions or your four questions. And you know what? Let's see what those look like. And that can be interesting because then yes. we'll basically get, be able to track what it was that you were posting. I love this. Post it in the comments below your five questions. And or you or even help. just one would yeah. be great. You know, why not one? Whatever you can come up with right now. And let's help each other as entrepreneurs to come up with great content for your, your different types of fields, you know? And so, I mean, Stefano, thank you so much. Oh, it's my I, pleasure. I want to ask you two 
final questions Absolutely. before we go. Sure thing. Um, first of all, what would pe what would you like people to leave with today? A tip for the introvert. I, I think the most important tip, if you're going to be using social media and you want to create content. Mm -hmm. So if we're talking about just creativity when it comes to social media application like we were doing right now. I think the first thing you need to uh, ask yourself is your why. Yes. What is your intention be behind posting something? And how is that going to connect with your audience? And the goal for social media is when you post something, you don't just want it posted and that you don't want to just kind of uh, evaluate how successful that post was mm -hmm. by how many likes you received. You ideally want people to engage with your post. And this is why I believe in asking questions. So think of how can I get people involved in my posts? versus just kind of, you know, being some kind of a, of a flyer that shows people what I'm up to. Really bring them into your world and get them involved. So that's number one. When it comes to creativity, you know what? You are, I mean, my message has always been, you are already creative. You can, al if, you are, if you know you're creative, you can always step your game up to the next level. And um, you know what? I think you need to start with planning it into your schedule. Just like the uh, you know content creation is in the schedule, I actually think people need to plan in their schedule. When is your business going to tackle you know creative initiatives? I love it. Thank you so much. The My last pleasure. question for me yes. is: Where can people find you? How can they learn about Creative You and Jungle Ties and everything that you do? Yeah. Well, this is the easiest part of it all because I am quite literally on every social media platform. I'm on Instagram, I'm on Facebook, I'm on LinkedIn, uh, you know, uh, I mean, Snapchat, you name it, Twitter, I'm on all of them. So I would just say, quite literally, uh, go onto any one of those platforms. Usually my, my handle is uh, my name, I try to keep it simple. So uh, my, my first name and my last name, I'm sure if you just enter that, you'll see my accounts come up and I would love for people to reach out by all means reach out, let me know what's on your plate, let me know what challenges and struggles you're having, and I will get back to you, I promise you. I love it. Stefano, this is incredible. I want to show people the types of amazing stickers and illustrations that you created, which are, for me, it's like, it's art, okay? I want to show you this, guys, because Stefano was kind enough to bring these to me. So you have, I was born a creative, the creativity pyramid love it these are some of the jungle ties illustrations rat race i am a workhorse like guys these are so fun so fun and open door policy guys this is just some of the content this amazing amazing entrepreneur shares on his website and with his platforms. I highly encourage you to follow him. He's somebody to watch for because he's disrupting the creative market right now where people are constantly striving to do something better and to do it more creatively. He is the guy to watch for, the one that can come in your businesses and really motivate your team to change things around and create that spark again because he is the creative catalyst. So guys, thank you so much for watching today. Actually, I just wanted to say, first off, thank you so much for having me. I, I, <laughs> I, 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 want, I need to say that not only are you an inspiration in your mind, I love what you're doing and it's very clear that you are out to make an impact and so just know that I am very honored to have been invited to be here and I cannot wait to see where your journey takes you. 
you you know that I will be tracking every minute of it, and I can't wait to see what the future holds. Oh, thank you so much, Stefano. Guys, leave your comments and questions. We'll go back and see what you guys were saying because we're a bit far from the camera, so we couldn't answer live. But we're gonna go back and answer. And thank you once again, Stefano. My and guys, go and be creative today. Thank you for listening to the Initiator Podcast. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. And I want to give you a little invite to our private little um, after show party, which is happening on Facebook in our own private group. You can find the link to that Facebook group in the description of the podcast if you're listening on the podcast app or in the show notes if you're listening directly on our website. So I invite you also to look at the show notes because I summarize everything that was told inside of this podcast so you don't have to take notes. I also share every links if there were links mentioned and everything. And you can find it all on the website. Um, the link is in the description of this podcast episode. Thank you.